This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You are listening to We Saw the Devil an investigative and conversational true crime podcast that deep dives into fascinating criminal cases that are solved, unsolved, or ongoing. From America's Lori Vallow to Jeremy's Armin Mivas, we examine and discuss the world's most shocking cases. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to follow us online. Check us out at WeSawTheDevil.com and WeSawTheDevil on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget, you can become part of the show by backing us on Patreon. Hello, everyone. You are listening to We Saw the Devil. I'm your host, Robin, and I'm back with part six of the Chris Chan series. And y'all, this is probably, no, not even probably, it is. This is one of the craziest ones of the entire series. This is a very defining moment in the Chris Chan saga, and it is just absolutely insane. And on a side note, I feel incredibly old because I remember when this actually happened live. I remember when this was all making its rounds on the internet. But before we get into it, let's just talk about what's up next on the We Saw the Devil docket. So the second episode this week is going to be a current news recap, like current headlines, uh, case updates, things like that. Next Tuesday, it's going to be criminal musicians, musicians who have committed crimes. Then part seven in the Chris Chan series is going to drop. And then the following week, Iris is actually going to be returning. So two Tuesdays from now, in two weeks, we're going to cover Taylor Shabiznes, which no offense if any of you have the last name of Shabiznes, but I laugh every time I hear that name. It's just I've never heard it until this case. And how many of you guys followed that case or followed the trial, which actually just took place? She's currently awaiting sentencing, but hey, Seuss Cristo, it's so brutal. It's incredibly sad. And sentencing is scheduled for September 26th. And Iris and I both followed the trial in its entirety. Plus, I love having Iris on. She is adorable. She is the absolute best. And I'm so glad that so many of you feel the same way because when she comes on, everybody writes. Like, I hear nothing from anyone. And then Iris comes on and everyone is just, oh my God, Iris, I love Iris. Thank you for having her back on. And yeah, I love having Iris on. So I'm just grateful that she's not tired of me yet. Beyond that, same rules apply, y'all. Go to wesawthedevil.com, and from there you can find all of our social media accounts, merch, uh, everything in between. 
deep breath. Let's just go right on ahead and get into it. So I left off on the previous episode, and the previous episode covered just January 2009. Just, just one month in Chris Chan's life. It ended with a bombshell that Chris Chan was having frequent phone sex and exchanging nudes, not with a 20-something-year-old girl named Julie, but with a 13-year-old male troll named Blue Spike. But again, Chris didn't quite know that yet. And that's all going to change. So let's summarize kind of where we are now. Early February 2009, Chris's official girlfriend is named Sarah, a.k.a. Panda Halo. She supposedly lives in Australia, and after a troll named Clyde Cash traveled to Australia to see her, he apparently raped her and she's pregnant with his baby. If you recall, Clyde also supposedly had a brother who killed himself because he was such a Chris Chan and Sonichu fan that he got upset and suicidal and ended up committing suicide uh, because Chris refused to publish any more Sonichu comics due to Encyclopedia Dramatica consistently posting entries about him. Blue Spike the Troll was behind both the Julie and Max accounts, Max being Julie's supposed brother. By late January, Sarah Panda Halo had disappeared from the internet entirely. And considering that there were real-life catastrophic brush fires going on in Australia at this time, Chris became super worried that Sarah may have died in the fires. He released a couple videos asking Sarah to contact him, but she never did. Julie also apparently traveled from Mulvania, the fictional country Chris believed her to live in, to Ohio. She asks Chris to visit her in Ohio, and Chris replies that, hey, that's too far, but I'll talk to my mom anyway. So while Chris's quote-unquote true sweetheart, Sarah, was missing, he and Julie would actually end up having phone sex. But in the recordings, yes, there are recordings, Julie actually never speaks. She just kind of sits on the computer and takes it. Just Chris goes off, quite literally, and she just sits there and does not say a word. Chris roleplays a sauna chew. He says a bunch of just weird, really graphic, awful shit. In these recordings that have been circulating on the internet, you can hear him masturbate and you can also hear him climax. Now, the thing is, so the chat room on Stay Sonichu and Chris's websites, the chat room, the IRC chat, was never empty. There were always multiple trolls in there listening and recording and taking screenshots of everything. And that was no different on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Apparently, Chris had come to terms with the fact that his one true sweetheart had perished in a horrible forest fire because by Valentine's Day, he'd moved on. He and Julie had a scheduled sex chat, you know, because Sarah was still out of the picture. Chris and Julie get online, but there are a bunch of other trolls there too. You see, Julie, aka Blue Spike, they'd been working together in basically a troll farm, more or less. Not as we know it now, but just a bunch of people who got together to troll Chris Chan. They're all quietly sitting there in the chat. For some reason, Chris just cannot grasp or comprehend the fact that they are not alone. But a bunch of trolls are there. And Chris began to masturbate in his room. And he's talking dirty to Julie. The trolls decide to take it real life again. So they actually began to call Chris Chan's house for the sole purpose of getting his father to walk in on him while he's masturbating, so that they could listen to the drama and fallout from it. At first, three trolls called the Chandler household, but Chris's father Bob told them that Chris was sleeping. 
And realizing that that approach just wasn't going to work, they had to dial it up a notch. So the fourth troll called and told Bob that Chris had just posted a video on YouTube stating that he was going to commit suicide. And that did the trick. I'm going to play that entire interaction now. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm getting all these crazy damn calls. What are you doing? Nothing. Give me that crap. Now, what's going on? Can we get out of here? No, I will not. People tell me that you're about to kill yourself on YouTube. What? What is your trouble? I'm not going to kill myself. Get away from that TV. Fine. Get away from the internet. I'm cutting it down right now. No! Dad, no! Yes. No! Don't do it, Dad. I'm going to shut this thing right down. No. Yes. No. Go wake your mother up. Don't bother me. You tell them what's going on. This thing is going to go down. No. Yes. Now, Bob apparently did, quote unquote, cut down the internet like a lumberjack, but he went directly to his PSP and called Julie from it. How? I don't know. I never had a PSP. And the next day, an audio file of Chris having an orgasm leaked onto the internet. Again, Encyclopedia Dramatica, the Quickie, 4chan, it began making its rounds. And it's also at this time that the Quickie, you know, the Wikipedia-like website dedicated to all things Chris Chan, opens up to the public, allowing anyone to edit it. Because it explodes with entries, everything from the nudes, the audio, all video that anyone could find, everyone pulled stuff off of YouTube, the list of Chris's known sweethearts, an ongoing write-up of the story of Sonichu. It was really actually filling out into a real resource because there was just so much stuff and so many people following Chris. So that brought in more traffic and more interest from random internet people because they had a way to get caught up on Chris's history very quickly. And half the stuff you can't even make up. The week after Valentine's Day was filled with multiple PlayStation Network chats with Julie and other trolls. Chris discussed his entire sexual history his hope for the future of Sonichu, as well as his thoughts on homosexuality, religion, and race. Spoiler alert, it's all pretty contradictory and awful. Uh, He is homophobe, he is religious, and he is a massive, massive racist. February 20th is one of the most lingering and shocking aspects of this story. On February 20th, a video begins to circulate around the internet of Chris Chan having sex with a blow-up doll on his bed. It is 10 full minutes of him diddling this blow-up doll while screaming out Julie's name. And when he climaxes, he says, Julie! And this became one of the most viral memes at the time. Screen grabs from the video, were screenshots were taken, memes were made, Uh, circulated especially in Reddit, 4chan, Encyclopedia Dramatica. It it was everywhere. Again, it became one of the most viral memes at the time because so many people saw the video. I saw that video in 2009, and it's a a something. And to date, as of today, it's amassed more than 4.5 million views. But like most things that happen to Chris, he just seems to not care Instead, he began to have Skype and private chats with Sarah May, another troll from the Sonichu Girls Forum. Of course, he takes things sexual, and then he tells Sarah May that he wants to be with her. 
But alas, Chris had decided to go to Ohio to visit Julie and was actively planning to travel by himself from Virginia to Ohio. And this is when the troll Blue Spike pretended to be Julie's brother Max. Pretending to be Max, he told Chris, quote, You have five days to come to my home in Ohio. I believe you have the address. To come here and I shall show you the way. He told Chris that if he did not travel to Ohio from Virginia, bad things would happen to Julie. Now, Chris also believed that Max is the one who hacked his computer and published the sex videos to the internet. In this chat, in this IRC chat where all of this is taking place, Clyde Cash also showed up and tells Chris that he's going to send Julie to China if he doesn't travel to Cleveland to save Julie. So Chris asks his parents if he could go and they said, hell no, can't take our car. And what does Chris do? He gets in the family car with $50 in his pocket and he makes the 400 mile each way trip to Cleveland, Ohio, to a random home in the middle of the projects in downtown Cleveland. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Of course, there was no Julie. Chris's parents called the police, not knowing where he was and he made it home safely the next morning. Knowing full well that he had been pranked by trolls, Chris promptly wrote an email to Clyde Cash that said, quote, I traveled an 800-mile round trip to Cleveland, Ohio, only to find that the address you gave me led to a rundown old red house with an elderly woman residing in it. But not you nor Julie. No one in that neighborhood even heard of Julie nor Max. Go ahead, laugh it up. But I want to thank you very much for the traveling experience. I actually did have a great time on the road and enjoyed the sights and views. Now we're in March of 2009. This, without a doubt, had the most notorious instance of abuse that was ever perpetrated against Chris by any trolls. On March 1st, Bob Chandler received a postcard in the mail. The picture? A screenshot of a naked Chris having sex with the blow-up doll. Bob immediately confiscated the equipment that Chris was using to make his videos. And then it happened. Blue Spike, a.k.a. Julie, a.k.a. Max, was prepared to reveal themselves. Now, disclaimer, which I normally don't do at all. I'm going to play a long clip, in fact, multiple clips, of audio from these conversations. I'm talking about there's like more than 10 minutes of audio coming your way. And it's really, really, sincerely, it is hard to listen to. And I think it goes without being said that children should not be anywhere uh, within earshot or in the vicinity. That being said, I find this audio relevant because it really paints a picture of how vicious the abuse that Chris endured was. 
I can sit here and describe 50 situations of this troll said this to Chris, this troll emailed Chris this, this troll did X, Y, and Z. But when you hear it on audio, when you hear the recordings of Chris talking to these trolls online in chats, it's actually pretty heartbreaking. And it's unbelievable to me how cruel and sadistic the troll Blue Spike was to Chris. This was a 13-year-old child. He was just 13 years old at the time, trolling a 27-year-old autistic man. I don't know where the fuck his parents were, but holy shit, someone let him down. But overall, it's a very good overview look of what kind of interactions Chris was having from time to time, albeit this is one of the most sadistic. So here we go. Note in both of the calls that I'm about to play that there are many trolls who are on the line but muted. Like, they're listening to all of this go down. And there's always someone recording. If you recall, basically, there were two different groups of trolls. There was Blue Spike, there's Clyde Cash, two separate people. Later on, there's another group. There are dozens and dozens of trolls who started their own forum so that they could coordinate their trolling of Chris. That one person may be like, hey, I'm going to be this girl. For, I'm going to be this girl and I'm going to message Chris and you should come in and pretend that you're the ex-boyfriend and she's going to, you know, they would coordinate horrible things to torment Chris with. And a lot of these people would just hang out and attend these chats. There was always someone recording. Now, in this instance, not only was someone recording the audio, but Chris was streaming live video. Therefore, Max, quote unquote, could watch Chris and demand that he do certain things, but Chris could not see him. So on March 3rd, Max, Julie's brother, hacks Chris's Yahoo email, Rose Chew and Sonic Chew sites, as well as his PlayStation Network account. He then demands that Chris choose between his accounts or the safety of his sister Julie. Chris chooses Julie, but never quite understands that he's giving up all of his accounts. And Max uses this to his advantage and tells Chris to do a variety of things to prevent his PSN, his PlayStation Network account, from ending up on eBay. So Chris losing his was beyond devastating to him. Here is the first piece of audio. eBay! No, you picked Julie! That doesn't mean you're going to get the PSN if you picked Julie! Now stop, stop. Just listen to me. Um, who should I label this? Oh, $1,000 worth PSN. Stop, stop. Just buy that small bottle. Take it. You take it. Just leave it open the bank, please. Here, I'll give you the PSN if you can do one thing. All right. Suck my dick. How can I do you? How can I do yours when you're all the way over there? I'll go all the way to Virginia. Will you do it? Will you suck a dick? No, wait, even better. No, I want you to go to the game place, apologize to the manager, and suck his dick. I want you to record it and put it on YouTube. Uh, please, don't be, don't be such a meanie. Oh, me? Fuck you! Suck your manager's dick! Listen, just listen. Listen to what? Max, you are a great being. You are a humble person, please. I'm only a lonely servant among your castles. I only ask for your sister's true love and honesty. You can have, you can have my sister. You just can't have the PSN. 
Open yourself and your mercy here, please. Just leave my just leave it off of eBay. Alright, do a dance. Do a dance for me. Dance, you fucking monk. <laughs> Alright, stop. Stop, right now. No, sit like that like a bitch. You speak like a bitch. You have the boobs of a bitch. And you look like a bitch. And I bet you don't even have a dick down there. You are a bitch. Got a big old set of ovaries. No, 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 don't. Okay, okay, okay. You have a dick. You have a dick. Don't fucking show me. You pedal fork. What the fuck is wrong with you trying to show me that? Don't. I think it was actually exposed. Well, whatever. Don't show me your dick, please. Just, just don't mind. With Blue Spike taunting Chris and calling him a bitch and a woman, it basically flips the switch on inside of Chris. That is his trigger, is being compared to a woman and being called gay. So Chris gets flustered and begins to expose himself to Max to show him his penis. Now, remember, Chris has no idea that Max is really a 13-year-old troll. He thinks he's just Julie's adult brother. Max then gets Chris to admit that Billy Mays, yes, that Billy Mays, is the new mayor of Quickville. And that was also devastating for Chris, too, because Chris, less so at this time, but he has a fraction of himself that lives in this fantasy world, Quickville, that he's created. He's been building on this world for like almost 15 years at this point. He has some minor delusions, and his real life, again, mirrors that in Quickville and vice versa. Max gets Chris to scream the N-word, and then for the grand finale, tells Chris to destroy the original Sonichu medallion that he wears around his neck. Like, the OG medallion. Not a copy that he mailed to one of his sweethearts. He wants him to destroy the OG medallion, the very first one that Chris had made. First, Blue Spike asks Chris to masturbate and ejaculate on it. And when Chris refuses, things take a really, really dark turn. This is going to be a lengthy piece of audio. If you don't want to listen to it, please skip ahead. I'd rather just burn it, please. No, you have to masturbate on it, then burn it. I can't get a hard one when I'm under a lot of stress. Now you have an alternative. Either burn it or shove it up your butt. You're going to shove it up my butt. Yeah. You're going to shove it up your butt. I shove it up. shove it up my butt. But I have to divide it. Cut it into two. <laughs> now four pieces. Four pieces. I didn't know that the autistics have sharp cut. How does it feel, Chris, to be destroying something you worked so hard on? How does it feel? Tell me. Tell me. Cold. Cold. Heartless. Oh, me? I'm heartless? No. Just not heartless. Oh, you can call me heartless if you want. You can call me any word. And make sure you take pictures for uh, prosperity. No problem, there's a camera on. Oh god, you're recording it and you're showing it live, really? Yes. That is awesome. Hey Chris, while you shove it up your ass, scream, zap him to the extreme, okay? Or I won't send Julie over, okay? I can see you shooting with the woman. It's a five-star child. Chris, are you really gonna do this? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I see brown stains. Did you grab your pants, really? Yeah. Whatever. Just, just, yeah, just put it in there. Just, just, just hurry up, please. Just don't make me watch this with you all, please. Good. Come on. More, 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 more. <laughs> 
More, more, as far as you possibly can. More. Four, four, until I can't see it. Four, show it up, show it up, 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 Couple of miserable. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. You miserable pile of dick. Yeah. Oh, God. More. Shove it into our pants. Oh, God. Poor Sasha. Blue Spike, no more. Yeah. Keep going. Blue Spike, stop this shit. You don't want to go in. Keep trying. Make some Listen. Stop this shit. Stop it. Really? All right, fine. You can stop. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, sure. Don't take them out, though. I want, I want them to be in there the whole rest of the time I talk with you. Luke, tell me what to get Damn it, Luke. God damn. Stop that work. Chris, what the fuck? Seriously, man. I just want to wash my hands. No, 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 you can't wash your hands. You're a bitch, you know that? Doing this? Whatever. I wonder, what should I make you do next? No, this is enough. No, 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 you're not the one making the choices. Um. Please, this is enough. I'm tired. I'm tired. No, no, I don't give a shit. I don't kill the shit if you feel tired. You're not the one calling the shots, you fucking prick. So shut up and do what I tell you. I have a good idea. Burn your house down. God damn it, you idiot. Turn my house down. And the PSN is going to eat me. And the money is going to eat me. If I burn my house down, then she won't have a place to come to. You have a point. You have a point. Chris, there is something. There is something. All right. Chris, I want you to be in the mumble. Julie's going to talk to you there. It's important. All right. So to recap, the 13-year-old troll Blue Spike hacked Chris's Yahoo email and PSN account. 
He then pretended to be Julie's brother, Max, and made Chris say a bunch of degrading things, giving him the ultimatum of choosing between Julie or giving away his accounts. Chris, for whatever reason, did what Max said. Live on video, he cut the Sonichu medallion into multiple pieces and then inserted them into his anus live on video. As you heard, multiple trolls at the end were just so beyond disgusted that even they couldn't take it anymore and demanded that Max stopped. Max told Chris to burn down his house, an idea that the other trolls, I mean, they were just like, whoa, they even considered that too far. Max then asked Chris to get on a different chat because Julie wanted to talk to him. In reality, Blue Spike was ready for the final reveal. And here's the clip of Blue Spike admitting that he had been Max and Julie all along. Chris, I'm happy you're here. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, Chris? Julie? There's something I've been trying to tell you for a while. Yes? Well, I'm going to be there tomorrow, and I think it's safe to say that I can tell you this with my heartfelt love. All right. Uh, yes, uh, go ahead and tell me now. Do you really want to know? Yeah. This whole time, Chris, you've been having sex with a 13-year-old boy, you sick fuck. What? Yeah, I'm a 13-year-old boy, Chris, and you've been having sex with me this entire time. I'm going to give all your fucking data to Chris Hansen, you fucking pedal fork. So you better get the fuck out now before I Ugh. report you to the fucking feds. Get out. Ugh. Now, I'm wait sorry. I did not know you were a 13-year-old. Yes, you did. They're not going to believe you. They're going to fucking put you away. So, let me guess. You were matched the whole time, weren't you? And Julie. Yes. Both of them. Both figments of my imagination. The there is no Julie. Oh, she God. never existed, Chris. She died five years ago. Who have you been talking to? boy. You drove to Ohio for no reason. It was a trick. I was able to fool you. You dumb man. How does this make you feel? Tell me. Well, I feel terrible. Now, if you, if you really want your self-dignity, if you truly want your self-dignity to be remained, then you will send me that video of you shoving that medallion up your anus. Or I will tell everyone what you've been doing, and all the fans will believe that you are a pedophile. Okay, you see, the thing is, I was lying, so I hope you've been recording on your end, because I wasn't recording on my end. Well, I'm sorry, then, because this is going out to everyone. <sighs> so what's it going to be, Chris? Are you going to do it again, or am I going to have to give everything to It's kind of hard to do an encore performance at this point. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, Clyde. What up? Yes, yeah, so he finally found out it was, I expected a bit more of a shitstorm. He's been having such a 13-year-old boy like a sick fuck. Whatever. Look, Chris, me, I'm at Chateau High. I had a cell phone. We were calling you, trying to, you know, give you directions. Chris, Chris, let me tell you, there was a Julie. There truly is a Julie. But yeah, there is. There was, but she died. Yeah, we don't have to go with the died part. She's real. She's actually in Ohio. But Let me tell you something, Chris. About the wildfires I told you about, I truly was the one who started them. Okay, you... no, you're going crazy. Okay, you know, we don't do the whole wildfire thing anymore. Yeah, this is going kind of crazy. I mean, you sounded like a 13-year-old boy, and Chris, Chris kind of fell for that. I thought she... I... How do I sound like a girl to you, motherfucker? You just sound... I know what a woman sounds like. And I talk to you in my normal voice, and I can say, I'm Julie. I can talk to you in the exactly same voice 
and I can tell you, I'm Max, and you fucking believe it. You're dense. You're truly dense, and you don't deserve to live in this fucking world. Now tell me, what do you want? Do you want your PSN back? Yes. Well, that's too bad, because it's going to be sold. Oh, come on, please. Hey, Chris, there are more things. No, okay, I'm in this whole goddamn operation. Look, Chris, there are more things to life than your PS3 and whatever. Your whole internet life has been a lot. There are no Sonic 2 fans. Nothing gets too shit about you. The best thing you can do is go outside for the love of God, okay? I mean, you say you were from your states, but you never seem to. Ever. No, Julie. <laughs> Julie. Look, Chris, you can appeal to your what's left of the fans, at least. I think he's crying. Why don't we just Ever. let the baby cry? I'm not crying. Yes, you are. You pathetic fuck. I am okay, not. Okay, Blue Spike, you're making your little too mean. That's... If I may inform you, Chris, I know you hmm. may have been told this before, but how does it feel to know that this is your entire fan base? Every girl, so far, every girl has been a troll. We try to tell you this, and then we just get sick of it and You know how many people have told you this, that Blue Spike is a boy? I can't believe how many times. And you still I believe don't... you because I've heard your eyes and true voice. Goodbye. Well, <laughs> I think we hurt him pretty bad. Yeah. Well, we kind of completely blew Chris's mind right can there. I, can I stop recording? Can I stop recording? Yes. 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 The next day in the aftermath, Chris published a YouTube video where he goes on a rant against Blue Spike. He has the beginnings of a cold, and he is very obviously quite sad. He attempted to find solace with one of the Sonichu gals, Sarah May. Unfortunately, like so many of the others, Sarah May had a reveal of her own in the IRC chat. After talking to Chris for just a couple hours, she told him that she broke up with her boyfriend. Chris immediately offered his own house to her and became sexual, like right off the bat. This was apparently the last straw for whatever person was behind the Sarah May account because she too revealed herself to be a troll. She said to Chris, quote, I met my boyfriend in a chat room of people trolling you, and I'm a troll too. I have been this entire time. I have never loved you because you are absolutely fucking disgusting. And you know the best part? The troll I met, we're actually in true love. The only thing you wanted, and we're happy because of your misery. Isn't that funny? Goodbye, Chris. It's been fun. Last words of advice. No more internet love. I tell you this because I care. Go after real girls in real life. Bring your sign back so they know exactly what you want. Girls like that so they can't be led on. And most importantly, keep your website updated. We don't want another Ryan Cash incident, which was actually real. Update your comics regularly or Clyde says he'll be back. Otherwise, what fans you have left, they'll be leaving Chris. Be careful where you tread. Good luck with your Yahoo account. And with that, almost all of Chris's so-called friends had basically disappeared from his life. Except a lot of the times they were still hanging out in the IRC chat after they outed themselves, and Chris would talk to them like nothing happened. On Sunday, March 15th, Chris went to church per usual. Also on that day, so was Robert Simmons V. Now, you guys may recall me mentioning Robert on the very first episode. Robert was a man, pretty much a troll, who emulated Chris by dressing and acting like him. He kind of made, like, bootlegged comic versions of Sonichu. He acted like he was just a super fan. 
He even published YouTube videos that were super similar to Chris's. Like, it was absolutely absurd. So Robert Simmons and the man in the pickle suit drove to Chris's church uninvited. They were taking this real life. So the man in the pickle suit, you may remember from the MySpace days when there was a fake account for Blanca, one of Chris's ex-online girlfriends, that ended up being changed to a profile picture of a man in a pickle suit. Basically, the pickle suit was an idea. It became almost symbolic for trolling Chris, as everyone thought it was hilarious that Chris believed that there was one nefarious evil person who dressed up like a pickle that would come defeat him, and he was constantly foiled by this one man dressed like a pickle. So the persona ended up being taken on by multiple people. In this instance, it was Marvin. Marvin was a longtime follower of all things Chris Chan. He was a troll extraordinaire. And he actually ended up being an owner of the Quickie for a a period of time. Now, since Chris was pretty transparent about everything he did, he had told them where he went to church, that he went every Sunday. So they also decided to attend. They did, of course, record their interaction with Chris Chan in real life, but it's honestly super hard to hear, and I decided not to torment you with it. Basically, what I find most interesting about this is Robert and Marvin go into the church, they see Chris, they walk right up to him, and they introduce themselves. Robert says, hi, I'm Robert. Chris recognizes him from the internet immediately. Simmons the fifth, and they start talking. Nothing's weird. They're talking. Everything is nice. He asks Chris how he's doing, how his love quest and the sweetheart search is going, and some other things. Then Bob Chandler, Chris's 81-year-old father, joins them. Chris then goes off to the restroom, so Bob is left with Robert and Marvin. And Bob talks to the trolls. You can really tell in this conversation that Bob is full of himself. He's definitely a narcissist. Uh, Talks about his success, things that he's done and traveled and how he's worldly. And and he's a little skeptical of them at first. And he says that, yeah, Chris has a lot of enemies online. And then he says this, quote, Yeah, you know he's a high-functioning autistic but he's come a long way. I can remember I was ticked off when he was six and we were working with him and we didn't know what was wrong with him. And yet he didn't have the diagnosis. For some reason, that entire interaction, which again is available online, it made me incredibly sad. Bob was calling himself successful and said, I know what that feels like and talking about the places he's traveled and worked. And he wrote off his own son. You can tell he's just so disgusted and disappointed in his own child, and basically wrote Chris off as, quote-unquote, the autistic. After that, the trolls left, and that was the end of it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. After church, and with Chris's love quests having crashed and burned, he decided to turn his attention to the local area. Emily was a follower who frequented the Sonichu forums and sites, and she decided to ask Chris out to lunch. Chris ends up scheduling a real-life date with her at the local mall. And Chris was a no-show at the first date, 
because he said that he was too stressed out over an argument between his parents. What was the argument about? As to whether Emily was a real person or just another troll. Chris ended up apologizing profusely and then rescheduled. And for the newly rescheduled date, both Chris and Emily show up. And there is video of this and there are pictures of it online because, of course, it took place in the food court. And around this tiny little table, you have 81-year-old Bob Chandler sitting next to his 27-year-old fucking son and then a girl whose identity has been completely obscured, like, even from the very earliest videos, no one kept her face. They blurred it out. Her identity has been completely protected. The three of them sit and have lunch. They talk. They get up to leave. They're kind of walking around the mall talking. And then halfway through, a man in a giant pickle suit walks up to them, flirts with Emily for like 10 seconds, and then Emily and him walk away together. And again, this was caught on video and recorded by Robert Simmons V as they had made a trip there to Virginia just to troll Chris in real life at both church and on this date. Chris was devastated. Now, Emily was actually a renowned poster on Kiwi Farms. If you recall Kiwi Farms, it basically has a lot of entries for a lot of the Internet's most notorious people like Abby Brown, Chris Chan, and so forth. Well, Emily made a post about her encounter with Chris, and she said, quote, Well, when I was going to ditch him for the man in the pickle suit, Chris had his arm extended like he wanted a hug. So I was like, sure, whatever, and was just going to give him a half-assed hug. Lord, what a dumb move. I'm a small girl, so I have narrow shoulders. His large fucking arm basically weighed down around my neck over my shoulder and tightening. And what I could see in the corner of my eye was Chris puckering his lips and his face moving closer to mine. I did a duck and turn to avoid it. If I seriously turned my head to get a better look, he may have well have gotten my lips. I wonder if that was what Chris was going for, the surprise kiss on the lips when the girl turns her head. Too bad that only works in anime or movies, or really suave guys. So on March 19th, Chris posted a video giving a shout out to his friends Ivy and Rachel Of course, he refers to them as his gal pals, online friends. He starts talking to Ivy more so uh, than with other people. And he starts uploading video messages for Ivy, but then deleting them, which is weird. He also brings up the fact that Megan, somehow he had heard through the grapevine, that Megan had actually been having some difficulties with trolls. Chris lived in a small town. Everyone went to the game place. Megan had friends who frequented the game place, and so likely it wasn't terribly difficult to find Megan and where she was. And obviously at this time, everybody had an online presence. So Megan was actually struggling uh, with trolls apparently at this time. On March 27th, Chris posted a two-part video where he finally gave a tour of his home and the outside garden. And y'all, his entire house was a complete hoarding event. Like, there was barely room to walk in any room in the house. It was an absolute crap hole. And it shocked a lot of people. Like, people saw Chris's room, but for some reason suspected that Barb or Bob, somehow the rest of the house wasn't in disrepair and and just filth. And it was a whole hoarding situation that probably could have gotten its own TLC or A&E show. 
Clyde Cash and Chris keep fighting it out. And at this time, Clyde Cash is still probably the number one threat slash person Chris is angry with. He has his new girlfriend, Ivy, again, who is a troll. And he starts posting music videos and different things for her, like Loving You and other things. On March 23rd, he posted the farting video. And in this video, now remember, his new girlfriend is Ivy. Ivy told him that her friend Flora had a fear of farting in public. So Chris, naturally wanting to impress his new sweetheart, decides to make a video where he sings the fart song from Family Guy and getting almost all of the lyrics completely incorrect and basically just rattles off farting facts. He talks about how it's a natural body uh, bodily thing and and says that a fart is a sign that you are alive. It is really kind of absurd. It's not something that anyone expected. When people post on Reddit, what's your favorite thing Chris Chan ever did? The fart song is one that is on every single list. So, I mean, how could that not go viral, right? It kind of did, but on a lesser scale, definitely less than the Chris having sex with a blow-up doll. And, of course, it was posted on the, the site that is just his arch nemesis, Encyclopedia Dramatica. So Chris then goes on a whole tangent and demands that his ED article be removed. Obviously, that didn't happen. So on March 30th, Chris puts out a video and he calls it Secret Weapon. And he says that he has the mugshot of Clyde Cash. Now, what was this mugshot, you might be asking yourself? Well, apparently some random troll emailed Chris and said, hey, I got a copy of Clyde Cash's mugshot for you. And Chris held up a picture of a total Guido, like Jersey Shore Guido, the spiky black hair, Italian looking with the bright orange fake tan, making the duck lips, the whole bit. Chris thought that that was the real picture of Clyde Cash. And so in the video, he sits and he makes fun. He says he looks poor. He makes fun of the dude's appearance. Chris had a moment of being on his high horse. And on the same day, seemingly enraged by the Clyde Cash revelation, Chris announces to everyone that he's going to be leaving YouTube forever. Which clearly did not happen. Who are we kidding? That did not happen. But that's it for today, guys. That's where we are going to stop. And I want to know, how are you feeling about the Chris Chan series? Do you feel bad for Chris? He's an extremely polarizing figure, not only in just the land of, you know, pop culture enthusiasts, but also with those in the autistic community. Because everything Chris did, if Chris did something wrong and that he actually understood and knew it was wrong, he would blame his autism. And I know some of you still don't know what it is that Chris ultimately does much later on that caused me to cover this entire story to begin with. Should I tell the backstory as it happened and then reveal the ending of what happened? Or should I be upfront and say, here's what Chris did and here's and here's the journey of how we got there? So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it. Chris actually ended up raping his own mother, Barb. When Bob is eventually out of the picture, Chris has really no one to keep him in check psychologically. He is just descended upon by trolls. He is just constantly attacked by trolls. He is able to go into his fantastical world of video games and Sonichu and so on and so forth. And he is pretty much tortured 
by people to the point of losing touch with reality. And eventually, he starts having a sexual relationship with his mother, Barb, whom many, many, many people, and Chris actually admits as well later on, that Barb had dementia. So in essence, Chris actually ends up raping his elderly, demented mother for a very long time. He also believes in a quote-unquote merge, which ties into Sonichu, his comics, and the storyline that he, he has written there. All of this did actually end up going to court, and we're going to talk about all of that in between. But yeah, online in almost any forum where people are talking about Chris Chan, there's always a discussion of, I feel bad for Chris Chan. And then someone else said, no, fuck that. Chris Chan was a predator who preyed on women, tried to get close to them, preyed on his own mother eventually, assaulted his own mother, sexually assaulted his own mother. And he uses being autistic as kind of the scapegoat and, you know, his card to not have to take any accountability for any of his actions. Other people say, no, he wasn't that bad. And then the trolling caused it. The, the trolling caused a lot of trauma. And it's always just a huge argument between the two sides. So I want to know what you guys think. I'd say it's safe to say that we all believe that trolling, especially to the level that Chris has been trolled up to this point, has been incredibly traumatic and sadistic. I don't think anyone can dispute that. My question for you is, does it make you feel any differently knowing that Chris is a sexual predator? Remember, he told Megan that he had to draw her uh, multiple times in cartoon form of him pleasuring her in cartoon form uh, so that basically he would not become an animal and rape her in person. So on Instagram, leave a comment with how you feel about the Chris Chan saga so far, the story, what you know, and I will be reading some of them on next week's episode. So I will make sure I will do my best to get through all of them. So please leave a comment. What do you think of the Chris Chan story so far on the Instagram post for this episode? But that's all today, guys. Thank you for listening. Again, I am Robin, your tour guide into the hell that is the saga of Chris Chan. Check us out at wesawthedevil.com. From there, you can find all of our social media accounts, Patreon, etc. And I will see you on Saturday with a news recap. Until next crime.